Guys, what is the best trade package for Kyrie Irving? Now, I heard Eric Bledsoe and Josh Jackson were a possibility, which seems more and more realistic now that Brandon Knight went down with a knee injury. That just means they need somebody at that position. I also heard of Kemba Walker and Nick Batum for Kyrie Irving being a, uh, a trade package deal that uh, they're looking to go after. Now, in my opinion, I believe that Kimba Walker and Nick Batum would benefit the Cavaliers better than Eric Bledsoe and Josh Jackson. The reason for that is, as we've stated before, LeBron wants to win now. And with the addition of Derrick Rose, if you bring Kimba Walker, who has improved year after year since he joined the league, you bring Derrick Rose and Kimba Walker, they can manage the one position together. They can manage it. They're not going to be a walking turnover or anything negative like that. They're going to be able to manage the offense at the one position. And Nick Batum can play both sides of the floor. He's lanky and he can stroke. So if he needs to shoot, he can knock down the shots when necessary, but he can also play defense. Josh Jackson, if you were to look at him while he's promising, and it's cool to see a lottery pick, you know, this young talent and the idea of him going under LeBron's wing and letting LeBron help mold him, he hasn't proven himself yet. So for the Cavaliers, if these were, you know, if these are true trade packages that have come out, I believe that they should go after Kemba Walker and Nick Batum if it was compared to Eric Bledsoe and Josh Jackson. I want to know your thoughts. Hey, what's going on, Shane? It's Josh will be here, hot takes and cakes. Uh, out of my neck of the woods, uh, from what I've been hearing on, on the sports talk radio there and uh, a couple reports that have been put out, um, from what I hear, they're saying Isaiah Thomas, Jay Crowder in the Brooklyn 18 pick, which to me is just absolutely insane. It's just too much. I would do Isaiah Thomas and Crowder in not the pick. Because if you think about it, you give him Isaiah Thomas, that's really, that's not going to hurt the Cavs at all. It's, Isaiah Thomas is a good ball player. He lacks defense, but that's where, you, that's where Crowder comes into play. So I think if, if they get Isaiah Thomas and Crowder, that would be good. But they want the pick too, or that's a package put up, I don't really know. But that's, that's what I heard. I just want to say thanks to Josh for the call-in. Thank you for bringing up the other trade package of Isaiah Thomas, uh, Crowder, and then the possible Brooklyn 2018 pick. Um, I'm kind of on the fence about the whole idea of having Isaiah Thomas in a trade over to the Cavs. And I just, you know what, I'm going to piss off a lot of Celtics fans, and I'm sorry if I do this, but I just don't think Isaiah Thomas would be a good, a good, player to put onto the team because of his lack of defense um he just he can score and that's great and i think that's fantastic but the fact that he is such a matchup problem for everybody else like they can anybody can play against him and he can't guard anybody at that one position he's just too small and can't move fast enough so and plus not only that he would have you know, you're running into next season where he either needs to be signed to a long-term deal or he's going to go elsewhere. So you're going to run into a contract, you know, discussion with Isaiah within a year as well. So I just don't know if I like that one. Um, I really don't know. I, I, even if you threw the pick in there with it, I'm just not sold on sending Kyrie for Isaiah Thomas and Crowder. I think um, there's better deals and better players you could put to fit the Cavs system.
What's going on, Game Time Guru? This is Rob. I'm on the move. Let's get right into it. Best trade package for Kyrie Irving? Whatever LeBron James wants. Okay, that's the answer. As long as he's going to play like a black hole like he is, pounding the ball, it's not really going to work. He needs some shooters, whatever he wants. Until he learns how to change his game, stop being the black hole that he is on offense, and learn how to get into a pick and roll and actually set the screen instead of asking for the screen, he's not going to win against a great pass-first offense like the Golden State Warriors. And that's really the answer. So you are literally breaking the news to me, and I don't know if this is real or not, that the Charlotte Hornets are in trade talks with the Cavs. Um, I live in Charlotte, and I think it's it's a real interesting trade. At one part of me thinks, like, Kemba and LeBron together, just I don't see how that would work. But then I'm like, well, Kyrie is also a guy who likes to, you know, is a shoot-first point guard. So in many respects, maybe it makes a lot of sense. Um I'd be interested to know what the Hornets would be getting back besides Kyrie. Uh, I, don't, I can't remember how many years are on Kemba's contract, but I, I believe it's more than what Kyrie has. So if you get Kyrie, do you only get him for two years? And then what else are you getting from the Cavs? Are you getting Channing Fry, which would be useless? So I mean, that's a real interesting take and uh, something the Hornets could do to really put themselves on the map. But then again, you know, they're both point guards. They're both good point guards. So real interesting take on that. I'm going to be interested to watch that more. This is a response to um, the Sportsypreneur podcast and the call-in regarding Kemba and Batum for Kyrie. Um, I just wanted to say first, that was just a rumor that came out yesterday. Now, I, I haven't seen much on that. It was a rumor that was circulating on Twitter um, with the different teams that you know could make packages for them. Um, and that was one that came out of the East. So as far as the you know how serious they are in regards to their trade talks, that's probably you know something that's going to come out later but i still think that like the from what i was seeing like eric bledsoe that package is a little bit more serious in regards to the trade talk than the kemba walker and nick batum um my point was if that actually does happen though if that's actually a trade package i i like the i just like the idea of nick batum and kemba walker compared to bledsoe and jackson if that actually were something to you know come forward and actually move with the trade talks in regards to the NFL contracts and the NFL salaries, I totally understand um, the point regarding everyone. You know, they have so many players in the NFL compared to the NBA. That said, they make double the revenue. So there's got to be a wash somewhere, or there's got to be a, a, a middle point somewhere, sorry. A middle point where the owners and the players can come together and say, okay, well, yeah, the, the, the guaranteed contracts, they're going to have to be lower because we've got, you know, so many people in here. But at the same time, if, if they're coming out with, if they have double the revenue and they have these players and they guarantee their contracts, I think you could find a middle piece to make their salaries comparable to what they're actually already getting, but make sure it's guaranteed money because they're making double the revenue as an NBA team. Um, and I and I get the whole. There's a lot that goes into it. Not only just you know, there's more players in the NFL. There's also less games. But what it comes down to is the money that it brings in, and the money that it brings in. The fact that you can play, you know, very very few games compared to the NBA, but make double, almost triple the revenue than the NBA. It just shows that the owners aren't willing to to you know shove out the money. So there's got to be a middle point, and like you said, it's going to be very difficult for them to come up with a solution. Um, and I'm just I'm really interested and intrigued to see what happens with it. But uh, someone else had called in and mentioned the strike, and that's kind of what uh, 
Richard Sherman was getting at. Like they've got to, someone's got to step forward and actually make a move. The only issue is, is how do you, you know, pitch that idea to somebody that's on the practice squad who has to get their paycheck by going to practice. They're not getting 14 mil. And I liked his response. Sherman's response to that was because they believe in the same thing I believe. And so if we all have the same end goal, then we can get behind that. Um, because I mean, whether they're getting paid, you know, uh, five, five grand a week on the practice squad, or they're getting paid 14 million a year. Um, the idea is to make sure that their money is fully guaranteed on a contract uh, because, yeah, their livelihoods are at stake. I understand, like, you know, they're making millions, most of them, and it's a lot more than what the average person would make, even if you're on a practice squad. But the thing is, is you're, you're risking your life pretty much with the new CTE studies coming out and the, the injuries that happen in football. Like Richard Sherman said, it's 100% injury rate. Like, everybody gets hurt, and... Uh, they're, I'm not necessarily saying you got to spike them up to be like a $200 million contract like uh, Steph Curry's getting, but I do believe that they need to have a guarantee in their their contracts. There's got to be a guaranteed contract somewhere. That's not in any sport you should have it guaranteed. Doesn't matter. Um, and the fact that they make so much money yet they don't guarantee their contracts is just mind-boggling to me.